Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and in this week's episode, this is a new release, this is a new theatre release that we went and checked out. This is the fourth Insidious film, Insidious The Last Key. Not Insidious Chapter 4, because why make it consistent with the previous two sequels and call it Chapter 4? Why, why do that? Yeah, let's this, this just call it The Last Key randomly out of nowhere. Ah, and... Thinking about, there wasn't even like a whole plot point about a last key. I mean, there was keys in it, but there was no last key. And it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, so we'll start spoiler. free I have a free. lot to say about that, but yeah, yeah. we'll start spoiler free as we always do, especially since it's a new new film. Uh, and then we'll warn you before we go into spoilers. Uh, I think it's worth just mentioning briefly. It's been a long time since we spoke about the Insidious films, but uh, mm. we loved the first one, uh, and mm. we enjoyed the, the other two sequels to varying degrees. Uh, so we're fans of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I mean, the more I think about it, the third one actually might be my favorite. I really, really like the third one. Like uh, it's, I like it more I, than I think, two. I like it more than yeah. two. I'll give you that. I don't think I like it more than one though. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say the first three are all really solid, and honestly, the differences between them are probably like, you know, just like slight degrees. Like it's not like oh, like one's a ten, and then two's like an eight or anything. Like I'd say they're all pretty similar. Like. You know, are you saying they're all tens, Tim? That's a that's a that's a bold claim. Not saying they're all tens, but I'm saying like they're all like pretty good, and there uh, there wasn't like a steep drop off. Like even the I, would, I wouldn't say steep. I would say the second one is definitely the most troubled, and that it, it kind mm-hmm. of like because the third movie still works on its own. Whereas two, yeah. if you've not seen the first film, that second movie is a complete just mm-hmm. you know continuity mess, but you don't understand yeah. it. I think you've not seen the first one, but. No, no, no. So, so we're fans of the series. We liked, we've liked all three of them mm-hmm. to varying degrees. Uh, get out of this one. So we have a different director again. Uh, Lee Wannell, who's written all the films, uh, wrote and directed the third one. Uh, for whatever reason, he's not directed this. I assume he's maybe working on something else. But that said, he's in the film, so it's not like he's an actor in it as well. So it's yeah. not like he completely was offset or anything like that. But... Uh, yeah, so this one actually picks off after the third one. Because if you remember, the third one was a prequel to the first two movies and it was kind of how Elise or Ghost Hunter Psychic meets up with uh, Specs and Tucker the two guys she works with and it was them dealing with this case with the with the teenage girl who was in the car accident and all, all these other things uh, and then we end kind of there there was a little bit of a, a cliffhanger at the end of the third one um, but we actually pick off at this, this part of the timeline where it's maybe a few months later or something like that where they've been working together for a while yeah. uh, but there's flashbacks to Elise's childhood and teenage years mm-hmm. and how she sort of first got her powers and her family life and the, the haunting that comes up is in her old childhood home which is just down the hill from a prison because the house is for people who work at the prison so her dad was a, a prison guard uh, of some kind so that that is kind of where the most of the film's set and it's very personal for her she's definitely the main character in this one which is a little bit different from the rest i feel like the rest it's all about whoever's been haunted and then she's like this person who comes in to help whereas he or she is the protagonist she is the, the main character uh, so it's kind of her thing uh, and i guess we need to kind of spoil one or two details from previous films here just to, to think of this but she she did die in the first one and she was kind of a bit of a cameo in the second one but because of that, this kind of completes everything we could probably do with her. This completes her story. Uh, it sort of brings the loop back round. Because uh, the end of the film kind of teases that we're leading into the the, uh, the first movie. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, and you know, there's a guy living in the house now. 
he's feeling weird things, stuff's going on, so he calls in Elise, she's hesitant to go at first, but she does go, and she goes with her, her, her two boys, and they, they deal with the, the haunting, and things progress from there, there's twists, there's turns, there's kind of a sharp left at one point, halfway through the movie, where things aren't exactly what they seem, and there's other things going on. So last question, Tim. Yeah. Did you enjoy Insidious The Last Key? Uh, so, I, I actually saw this... Um like a, a little bit ago, I, I saw it before you, so I had some more time to kind of sit and think about it. And uh, when I left the theater, I was kind of like, you know, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. Like, you know, it it, it had some... This feels like it's going to a very bad place, but do continue. <laughs> well, like, you know, it, it had some problems, but overall, I was like, you know, that part was cool, that was part was cool. And the more I've had to kind of sit down and think about it, the more I've been like, this kind of sucked. Um, I... I think it's a huge missed opportunity because um, I think there was a lot of cool ideas. There was some really, really cool visuals and uh, story element. And I just absolutely love, uh, you know, Lynn Shea's character, Elise. I think she's super badass. I love seeing, like, you know, this older, tough woman, you know, like taking out these demons and stuff. But the story was so clunky. Uh, I feel like they just shot a whole bunch of stuff and then did not know how to like to put a coherent story together because there's so many like shitty expositiony you know info dump moments um there's just really abrupt turns and literally like when it ended i was like oh that's the end like okay uh, you know, Tom, this is really funny because i saw you tweet out that you kind of liked it uh, after <laughs> you saw it so I, I came into this thinking, you know, I'm not even mentioned about how I feel yet. I'll, I'll reveal that in a moment. But I came into this thinking you you are quite positive on it. So you're you're really swerving me here with all this negativity. Uh, I was not prepared for this. Uh, if we would have done it like the night of, I saw, I would have been like, yeah, it's pretty cool, another insidious movie. But after thinking hmm. about it, well, it's kind of like, woof. Um, yeah, I. It's funny actually. I. I think the first thing I'll say is I'm almost relieved that you... I don't know if I'm, I'm necessarily quite as negative as you are, but I am relieved you're not as positive as you, you initially seen. Because yeah. I do think this is easily the, the weakest of the, of oh, the series. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame, because I, I don't think it was terrible, though. I still think it's a watchable right. movie. But there's a lot of things that make it lesser than the other three. And there's a... Like you say, there's exposition dump moments. There's the entire emotional... Like you know, the characters were supposed to care about the big, the big sort of like why we're getting. You know, I don't. This is a spoiler to say. In the third act, she has to go into the further to you know possibly rescue someone. Right, that's kind of Insidious's yeah. thing. That's what all the movies have been. When we when we get to that point in the the movie, the characters that are involved. I don't feel that like we actually spent enough time with them or set them up enough to actually oh, yeah. care about them in a an an important way. And like you, I was shocked when it started because <laughs> this really sweet music started playing in when the resolution kind of started to like happen. And I'm like, wait, are we ending this? Is this yeah. this is the end? Like <laughs> we're done? And I think part of the problem comes is that they wanted this twist halfway through where the initial thing that's happening turns out not to be kind of the, the end game, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and I think that hurt the development of the other characters because I feel like had we had time to set up these other characters, the her extended because we, we knew her brother from the, the second movie. I think he was in, it may have even been in a scene in the first one, but we we knew him mostly from the second movie because he kind of comes in to talk to the because when she's gone, he comes in and talks to them uh, in the second one. Was that her brother? Yeah, in the second one. Yeah, oh, I thought it was him. just like a I thought it was like a friend or something. 
Oh, you know what? I'm just, just to make sure I'm not insane. Okay. I'm only clicking the actor's name. <laughs> just make sure he was in. He was in the, okay. uh, the other ones. I could be wrong, but. Uh, I'm hoping you are, so I don't sound like a fool. <laughs> uh, when did the first one come out? 2011. I want to say 2010. Mm. You know what? I'll do a control F. That's the quickest way of doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Oh wait, no. Maybe it wasn't. Did they mm-hmm. recast the role? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did the recast? I, I thought that was her brother in the second one. I, I thought the guy in the second one was kind of like a colleague, maybe even like a potential love interest. That's this is this is my memory failing me. That's mm. basically what this is. Huh, I'm going to go to the second movie. I'm going to slit this. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. I'll, I'll scroll down. I'll scroll See down. if it was if it was me that said this, you would just say, "Oh no, you're wrong," and I'd be like, "Oh, I guess I am." <laughs> and then you'd make fun of me for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a dirty lie okay uh, you you actually are, are right uh, basically oh it feels good in my ears I think I tried to actually say that they set all this up in the past, past movies by mm. see, I, I thought this was like a prequel thing I thought they were going, oh this is how her brother got connected again yeah uh, to be yeah, to be fair I wouldn't put him past him doing something like that it turns out what's actually happened is that uh, this is an instance of me thinking all old dudes look the same, and <laughs> <laughs> assuming that was him in the second movie. All old white dudes, Ugh. just <laughs> all the same. <laughs> that's basically what's happened here. So apologies, that's me. That's my, but, my bad. That's my bad. But anyway. But yeah, and if, mm. to be fair though, if you're watching the movie and you don't understand that it's uh, her brother at first, don't worry because his dialogue is literally like, oh, at least oh. I'm your brother. You know that you left me as kids. You know that, like, blah, blah, blah. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And blah. it's like, come the on. The worst part of that whole thing for me, because the, the whole thing was very on the nose and dialogue heavy. I don't think the acting there was particularly great from him. Mm-hmm. The worst part about it, though, the worst part of dialogue, which goes along with what you were saying, but the one that stuck out to me that really arced me, is at the end, towards the end of that scene, when he encounters her, and it's in front of his daughters, uh, Elise's nieces that she's never really met, who are, you know, fully grown women. And it's, uh, you know, Specs and Tucker have got the hots for them, of course. So that that leads I, to some comedy. That's a thing that's going on. But I thought that was, was sorry. Just real quick, I just uh, want to touch on that. Like I, that seemed like really like uh, weird to me because I wasn't sure how old they were supposed to be. And I guess maybe it's one of those things that's hard with like you know Hollywood because sometimes yeah. you have like girls that age, but like they could be playing high school students or they could be playing like you know like oh yeah college I, graduates. I don't know. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be in their twenties. I don't think they yeah. were. Because, yeah. uh, especially just going by like his age, I feel like they're they're probably that old at yeah. least. Yeah, I never got that that vibe from it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, he says like, oh, because she's like, oh, I had to, I had to uh, leave uh, or something like that. Something about a monster. And he's like, no, you left me with a monster, <laughs> right? And I, I was fine with that line, and then he had to go or dad. Yeah. I got it! I got it, you <laughs> asshole! I got who you meant! That line worked. It was a bit on the nose, but then you yeah. had to explain it. You had to take the obvious sentence and explain it to us like we were a bunch of idiots. I don't... Yeah, that, that was uh, <sighs> way too on the nose. Um, and I don't want to... Um, you know, I'm going to tread my words lightly because you know, I don't, I don't want to get too spoilery, but uh, you, you mentioned earlier that like... Um, 
you know, this is probably the last movie we can really do, uh, you know, with Elise. Uh, yeah. With, uh, I mean, bare minimum, maybe if they do another one, I'm assuming maybe set in the future, maybe you see her as like a spirit or something. But um, this movie just really unabashedly kind of feels like uh, a way to bring in a new character that oh yeah you know, because they can both, rely on because there are niches i've got her powers too so we can use them in the future yeah. i'm not even opposed to that like it's fine like they're okay they're not bad yeah in of themselves. It's just, the way that it's handled it's so like it's not like this like oh like you know they're gonna discover the gift it's like all of a sudden it's just like i don't know where like oh by the way i i can do this too like yeah you know, i'll like I'll, I'll, I'll take over the role now i'm almost expecting the next one to be called insidious the next generation Oh god. TNG. And Sidious TNG. <laughs> I almost expected it. It almost kinda of has yeah. that feel to it. And I'm okay, and to be fair, it's making good money for the the budget that it has. Mm. I think it's already at like sixty million worldwide, which is not big for a big movie, but for yeah. a ten million dollar horror movie, that's I think yeah, like I mean, honestly, I, I think this movie's fine. Like uh I'm probably gonna sound more negative because I think it's the more talkative parts are where it gets it wrong and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there are some but, creepy, suspenseful scenes that actually yeah. have really good jump scares. And I, I do mean that. I mean they're good jump scares where they tease it and then they don't do the jump scare and you're waiting for it. Like I feel like Insidious as a franchise has always been very good with the jump scares. Like It does them. It's a jump scare franchise, but it knows how to sort of play with them. I, yeah, th- I think the big problem here and one of the reasons why... You know the first three movies are so good is because it's a um they do a lot of things well like it's not just oh they do scares well but it's like yeah but they also do have good stories and good characters yes and the, myth- stuff. the mythology is one of the big reasons why i love insidious series i, I yeah. love the whole idea of the father i love what where it goes in the second half of the first movie and everything that came from that and I think the scares are very inventive. Like, I think everyone remembers that fantastic scare in the first one, whereas mm-hmm. the ghost pacing outside the window, and then it keeps oh, going, yeah, it keeps yeah. going off the frame, keeps going back yeah. on, and then just in one time it just comes on and in, like into the front of the frame like that, and yeah. it's just it's great. There's there's, like, there's a couple of moments like that, and that's not as good as that, but there's, there's a couple where you know at least is like you know creeping around in the dark, and you'll see like a figure like sort of appear or, or behind her or something like that. But it, it always yeah. plays with the idea that it's like a trick of the light, and it's just it's subtle enough that it's not you know it's, it's not some big CG ghost or anything like that. It's it's just mm. simple shapes, simple ideas, and that stuff works. The plot's just a lot weaker in this one, and I think the the forced in extra characters suffer because they don't get the time because we have this almost red herring plot for the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. so more than that in the spoilers. But uh, here's another thing: was it just me? And it was kind of almost it almost told me this at the start of the movie with the the title when it came up saying Insidious: The Last Key because it was completely different from the previous three. But the music in this was way different. Like, where was the big strings when the title came up? Where, where was all the big harsh strings throughout the movie? Like, mm-hmm. where was the music? No, that, that's a good point. Um, it was all generic horror movie music. Nothing great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a big problem uh, about this. Is it just like feels like? Um, whereas the other ones actually feel like genuine Insidious movies. This feels like someone kind of trying to make like a pale imitation of an insidious yeah. movie and just not really getting like kind of the more subtle uh you know better parts of it um because uh, leo Arnold as director actually did a good job with the last one and obviously yeah. you had um james wan doing the first two i feel mm-hmm. like yeah we have stepped down here in terms of directors uh the director of this has only done one other movie and it was the taking mm-hmm. of deborah logan which i've not seen uh i, I haven't s- i've heard of it I, like I, it's, 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 yeah 
I, I feel like it might have been one of those ones that I put on at some point and maybe got distracted doing something else. Uh, and yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to put that as a fault of the movie. I, I just don't think that maybe the time I was watching it, I was in the best viewing mood. But th- that is something I have heard of that you know kind of gets like a, a fair amount of love. Yeah, so maybe he's better than we're giving him credit for, but. Do you know the thing about to me? This I don't hate this movie, right? But it does feel like that weak entry. Like, let's say we end up with ten of these by the time we're done, like you know, like Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. It feels like the fifth one, where it's like, oh, oh this, yeah. this is the yeah. weak entry, <laughs> uh, and hopefully we bounce back. Hopefully we get if we get a fifth Insidious, we get a good Insidious, and it's like, okay, so that's just mm-hmm. kind of the weak. But it's not one that I would skip. Like it's not bad enough that yeah, I have to skip it. There's, right, there's, yeah. there's stuff in it I like, but it's definitely the weak entry. It's definitely the one where. Nah, it's not quite as good. It feels a bit more heavy-handed and ham-fisted, and it's clunkier. The pacing's not as good, and honestly, the ending feels like, oh, that was the ending. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I was expecting uh, to keep building. So, I I guarantee you that this is going to be one of those movies that when it comes out on like uh, Blu-ray and stuff, it's going to have like twenty-five deleted scenes. Oh, probably. Like, yeah. I like. I don't know if you noticed, but like, um, you know, like how on like Facebook they have those kind of like ads that you know you scroll by and they automatically start playing or whatever. Um, after I saw this, uh, I would scroll down and they would have ads for Insidious Four, and like the you know thumbnail or whatever on it, it was like this like woman that like wasn't even in the movie like i kept looking at it was like this like bald lady with like kind of a pointy nose oh that's right yeah i I remember her from the trailer you're right yeah and yeah if you watch the trailer again it's like it looks like there's a lot of stuff here that they didn't use so i i wonder if maybe they had like other ideas for it that just you know they had to cut yeah yeah it feels like it's been chopped to shreds uh in some respects and and honestly some of the backstory stuff with the least and our abusive father it's kind of heavy-handed as well. It, like it has yeah. its moments where it's okay, and it has other moments where it's just this, this, this going way over the top. Um, so I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to spoilers on that before we go into spoilers. I want to just briefly mention the trailers I got. Uh, I got the trailer for Winchester, which is one we'll, we'll okay. be doing when it hits. I got the trailer for Slenderman, which again is one we'll be doing when it hits. I saw that online. I don't think I saw that in the theater. Yeah, um, I was impressed. I'm not used to getting trailers as soon as they've been released because that that was just released mm-hmm. online like a week and a half ago. So I was actually yeah. really impressed almost <laughs> that we were getting that trailer already. Uh, and I got a trailer for the Quiet Place, which we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, amusingly, though, this is why I really want to bring this up. I got a trailer for the New Mutants two days oh, after it had been God. delayed for a year. <laughs> Jesus, I tell you, like this, I. <laughs> I was actually um, pretty excited for horror movies this year. Um, mm-hmm. And two of the big reasons were like, all right, we're starting the year right away with a new Insidious movie that looks great. And then we have a uh, new mutants, which I'm really excited for to see a cool new, like comic book horror movie in the X-Men universe. And then between that game delayed and this movie, I'm kind of like, Oh, well, <laughs> there yeah, goes off, the wind off, in my sails. Off to a bad start. Quiet place looks good with Tim. Faith and quiet I'm excited place. for that. Uh, real quick, did you get a trailer for a movie called Truth or Dare? I did not, but I know of it because I was actually updating our schedule the other day, and okay. I was looking through movies coming up, and I noticed it was uh, it was coming out in like April or something like that. I, I'm kind of excited. I I'm calling it right now, but I think this is going to be this year's Bye Bye Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this. I thought- it looks. 
Oh, so awful. <laughs> it is a Bloomhouse film because it was a, it popped up in an article because we started doing a movie news show because we had a goal on Patreon, by the way. So thanks, patrons. Oh. Uh, but me and Carl did that and there's some horror movie news. Uh, Bloomhouse announced a bunch of dates, one of which uh, suspiciously is afraid of the 13th in 2019. So, so some rumours about... I mean, to be fair, Truth or Dare get moved to afraid of the 13th, but we know what that is. But they've got a movie planned for September, Friday the 13th next year. And people are like, oh, could that be a reboot of, you know, have Blumhouse got the rights to do Friday? Yeah, thanks. Please, dear God, please. But yeah, so I've not seen the trailer, Truth or Dare. But uh-huh. I've I see, I seen it existing. I went, oh, I guess we'll be doing that. We'll watch it afterwards. You're going to be excited. <laughs> oh, well, uh, oh, God. Uh, so that that's the thing. Um, but yeah, so New Mutants has been delayed uh, by 10 months till next year. They, they already had trailers out, they've been marketing it, and the, the scuttlebutt, they've not officially said anything, but the scuttlebutt is, the reason why it's been delayed, is because, I mean, it tested okay, but they actually want to make it more of a horror movie, because they want to like, try and make it like, they, they want to get out success, and they, 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 they looked at it and went, oh, this isn't scary enough, we're going to reshoot a lot of it. All right, well, if that's the reason, I, I guess it's kind of hard for me to be mad. Uh, I'll, if it's going to be more horror, like, I, I guess I'm okay with it. Well, yes and no, but I, I feel like very rarely does this amount of reshoots lead to something good, even if the intentions are good. That's true, yeah. It usually ends up being a bit of a mess, so, but I mean, I don't know, we'll see. So yeah, so instead it's of... It's not because they want to just, like, insert a random, uh, like, Captain America cameo or something. <laughs> That'd be a weird thing in a horror movie, Timmy. <laughs> uh, but instead of doing that in three months... We'll be doing that now in about eleven months. Jesus Christ! So, right. so we'll 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 see we'll see that next February. Uh, dear, that'll be our Valentine's movie. Uh, oh, <laughs> next year. Well. <laughs> we'll come together over X Men, Timmy. That's nice. <laughs> uh, so, with that said, though, uh, that's going to spoilers then for Insidious: mm-hmm. The Last Key. So, full spoilers. You have been warned. So, we open with an extended <laughs> flashback uh, when Elise is a kid. I actually thought they did a good job casting the kid, actually. I thought the kid was quite good. Yeah. She, she seemed like Elise, and they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I know, remember when they started Insidious 2? They cast, like, the 20-something oh. actress, and yeah. they, they dubbed, like, Ellen Shea's... Sorry, Ellen Shea's, sorry. Lynn Shea's yeah. voice over this younger actress, and it was so weird and off-putting. It was like, oh, God, this yeah. looks stupid. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> not, not, I mean, not that they could get away with that with, like, a 10-year-old. That would be weird. That'd be so <laughs> silly. You hear this old woman's voice as this kid speaking. But... Uh, and they set up this idea that her dad's a skeptic and hates that she thinks she can see ghosts and stuff and her mum tries to like help her and the dad's like this cruel asshole who locks her in the basement and all the rest of it uh, there are some good stuff in here though, just in terms of scary stuff like the kid, uh, the, the brother with the whistle which mm-hmm. is set up early on hiding in the sheets um, all that stuff was not bad uh, the actual design of the, 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 the villain in this which is, I mean, ultimately, I have to complain that the villain is never really, like, never really comes up what the villain is, or, or yeah, like in, in the other movies, we we had a very clear idea of like what the you know like the creatures and stuff is. I, I guess maybe the first one was a little more like um, I, I think less so, but you still kind of well, I don't like, think we have to have a. About. I don't think we have to have an over-explain... Because I actually hate it when they, they feel they need to over-explain what the ghost is or what the demon is. Like, I, I hate it and stuff like Lights Out and shit like that. But mm-hmm. in the first movie, and the first two movies to an extent, the, the, the villain, you understood what the goal was. Like, she right, had yeah. this goal the entire time. And then in the second movie, they actually gave us like a proper backstory for it. Mm-hmm. And the backstory was actually pretty cool and interesting. And then mm-hmm. the villain in the third movie, you also get this cool like twists and turns and backstory. Uh, and this one, it's just 
a demon. It looks kind of cool, but that's about it. Yeah, like I, I think the the face looked a little weird, but I do like the like um the design of like the hands having the keys, and then the keys can go into your body. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but I, for the life of you, could not tell me what <laughs> this creature wanted to do. I didn't know if it wanted to possess someone, if it wanted uh, to it, lock it, people up. No, it just feeds on hate. So it wants they want, it, it makes people in the house like kidnap and kill girls. So. It feeds yeah. off that misery, I guess. That's what, that's what it yeah. does. Yeah. Well, well, you remember when it, it turns out that both her dad and the new guy living in the house are both kidnapping like teenagers. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, keeping them locked which, up in the basement. Which uh, I think like is uh, is an interesting idea. Like, um, you know, once you, yeah, it's not like a, a you know, a, a, I think a little early on you can kind of. Um, see it coming but i mean once you do get that like reveal of you know she she's in this like you know secret room and she thinks like oh like this is a uh you know spirit and then you realize like oh no this is like a real person like i think that was an interesting yeah i like that moment twist. that moment with tucker where he's looking at because he, he's got actually mm-hmm. kinda, again just a, a little thing i did like is he's got this big uh sound like this big mic, which, and I laughed at I laughed at this actually. As someone who's familiar with how uh, like you know mics and movie recording and stuff uh, works, uh, mm-hmm. you actually have the phrase shotgun mic. That's an actual thing that we that the movie make, filmmakers use. That, that's how how they record some audio is a shotgun mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was laughing hysterically that he literally had like a shotgun mic where it was like a shot. <laughs> he was holding it like a shotgun. It was like it was fastened onto a shotgun. Uh, but I did like the sound effect when he started using that though, and he sort of heard mm-hmm. it as if it was this old recording yeah you know through like an old tape or something like that uh, I, I like that kind of effect that was pretty cool uh but that moment where he's like hey that's not a ghost like that i actually thought that was a really cool moment and yeah. i think on its own it worked really well the problem though is that then when you start to build the actual plot for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. you feel like every other character has been like shortchanged because i don't care about them enough for the the final you know 30 minutes or whatever yeah. it is yeah, and then it kind of like I feel like you kind of lose something when that was a really interesting turn, but then you find out like I don't know if it was supposed to be also a shock when they're like, oh, and the dad did the same thing, and that ghost mm. he saw as a kid was a real person too, and it's like we just kind of had this reveal, like yeah, it, I, it, yeah. My biggest thing with it is that it's really exciting at the moment, but then in mm-hmm. the very next scene, like, well, they have a little bit of suspense with the the, the nut job in the house is trying to kill all of them, and uh, Specs yeah, which, has to trick him. Um, yeah, I, I think that was like a little too much. Like, I like obviously, yeah, you know, you got to take care of that guy or something. But I don't know, like, when I'm thinking of an insidious movie, I don't want to see like you know people running away from like you know real life. The serial killers and I mean, stuff. I'm, I'm not against that. My, my only problem with it is that it just got there too quickly. Like, they didn't build to yeah. it enough after mm-hmm. we've had the reveal. He just showed up in the room with a gun. It's, as soon as they found out that this was a real person, that he'd kidnapped someone, he immediately just appeared with a gun, and that was it. Like, there was no build yeah. to, like, where is he? What's he doing? Like, what's going on? Uh, so, so that was the thing. But... My bigger problem is though is it's really exciting at the moment when you find out that she's she's actually a real person and it's not just a ghost in the basement. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But in the very next scene after we deal with the bad guy, 
the police are there and she gets taken away and I'm like, okay, so she's just out of the movie now. Like, I mm-hmm. thought she was going to be, like, we were going to spend the rest of the movie in the house and she'd be there with them, dealing with whatever's going on or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, I thought she'd be a different perspective or a different, like, and instead it's not that at all. Instead, mm-hmm. it's the nieces who are there the next, like, day or whatever. One of them gets, like, you know, taken, kind of like the kid in the first movie mm-hmm. with the, you know, the, the demon takes her soul mm-hmm. to the further in one of the cells and, uh, and from there it's basically just, oh, Elise goes into the further. Uh, or she gets taken mm-hmm. as well so then the other sister has to also go into the further because she, she has the power and she goes into mm-hmm. the further she goes and gets Elise and we have them fighting the demon and there's like mm-hmm. of course she blows the whistle and the, the spirit of the mum who died when she was a kid mm-hmm. shows up and like helps her and beats the demon and that's that that's the end <laughs> yeah yeah and that's kinda... simple <laughs> yeah it happens like so fast and uh, I think this is like such a, a huge missed opportunity because um you know, again, like, you don't want to criticize something for what it's not, but uh, you have this kind of visual of it's the further, but it's like prison cells. And, you know, you have like these people locked up and there's even a scene in the um, trailer where they show all these gates opening and uh, the movie is called uh, The Last Key. So I kept thinking like, oh, um, the demon wants Elise and, you know, is going to use her power as, like, the final key to open all these cells. And you're just going to get, like, the swarm of, like, crazy demons and stuff. And yeah, or, or something like that. Or maybe, yeah. the, like, I was almost thinking that, like, whatever the demon does here would actually be why the, the demon that comes after the kid in the first movie is even out. Like, maybe that gets released during this or something that, like that. Or I mean, that does yeah, okay, that, make sense. Admittedly, like, that doesn't add up because we saw that demon in the, fir- the third movie as well. It was already around true true there was that cameo in the third yeah. one so admittedly that doesn't quite add up but there's something i don't know i feel like something because they have that thing where when they're trying to come back and they're going they're looking through multiple red doors and they actually see that moment from the first movie with the kid falling in the attic and i'm like okay that was a neat little sort of like reference to it but it, it didn't really add up to anything it was just kind of there it was it was so pointless uh and i don't understand the point other than being like see the movies are connected and it's like yeah, they're only connected because you're forcing this thing that has nothing to do with this well, movie. Yeah, but that's just the thing, though, is the cameo from the demon from the first two movies and the third one, I thought, was a really cool moment. It was really yeah. exciting mm-hmm. because it was like the demon like knew Elise was connected to mm-hmm. Josh from the first movie. Because our whole thing was that she wanted to get to the dad, you know, wanted to get to Patrick mm-hmm. uh, Wilson's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she that was our goal. It was like she was stalking Elise in the further because she knew she was connected to him. And yeah. that was cool. That was like a really neat moment when you saw the, the you know the dark braid. Like that was a yeah. cool moment. But <laughs> this was just kind of like, hey, here's another connection. Because they did the, yeah. a similar thing in the, the second movie where you found out one of the noises that woke them up in the house was actually the dad in the second movie in the further. Oh, right, yeah. Right? And that was cool because it kind of did kind of link up really nicely. Whereas this was just, you know, yeah. whatever. It was like, hey, this <laughs> is leading to the next, the first one movie. Be excited. Yeah. <laughs> like no, that's, that's, that was kind of it. Uh, I I feel like there was so much potential here, and I have to actually go back and disagree with one thing you did say. I'm not okay. particularly fond of the, the key fingers. Oh, no, I, 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 I liked don't it. I, I don't yeah. know. It was, as well as do, 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 I, still, I think I know why you like it, and why I don't. It was very Guillermo okay. del Toro. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> right. I can see that. It, yeah. It's the kind of like monster little quirky thing that I just don't like. But yeah. I, I I think like it's a cool idea and a cool visual. Like I can't really think of. You know, having seen something like that in another movie, uh, and again, I think like it would have been a lot better if we had known like 
why exactly he's doing this like i mean in the moment obviously you know he's doing the one thing to you know stop her from screaming and stuff but kind of what's the larger goal there is he is that his way of like locking her spirit up is he trying to open something up in inside of her so that he can get inside of her like yeah you know, like i say in the first movie you didn't know a whole lot about the the, the i'll just call the bride that's coming after him mm-hmm. but as the movie went on, you got the motivation more and more. You got that it was stalking the same person all of his life, and it it was more interesting because of that. It felt like it was building to it, um, and then here it, it just like it feels like I don't know what this demon wants, what its purpose is, other than the one line about oh it feeds off like hate and misery or fear, it feeds off mm-hmm. those things, and that's all it wants. Like it, it was just it was so thin compared to the other three movies in terms of either who it was or what the motivation of this thing was. And I think the big problem, too, is that, you know, if it was just like a random demon or or whatever, fine, but it has like a lot of potential. Like, I think, you know, the idea of like a prison and then like a ghost prison, uh, you know, are really interesting ideas and something I want to see. But again, it's just, you know, it kind of it's very incidental. Like, it doesn't really other than, you know, maybe you want to make a theme with like keys and being locked up. Like, you know, there's not really any reason for it needing to be this location or anything. Yeah, it doesn't really add up to anything in, in the sense that, like, it's important because it happens to be in Elise's life, but that's about it. Like, there's, there's nothing yeah. that actually feels important otherwise, which it doesn't have to. Like, it can be a complete standalone separate thing uh, that just happens to include the further... Because uh, that was kind of what the third movie was. It was completely... Take out the fact that it's the, the origin of Elise meeting the, the guys. It's, it's, you know, the ghost story on its own was a standalone thing. Mm. And that was cool. That worked. Uh, and I feel like going forward for like a fifth movie, just go back to that. Have like a standalone thing. Um, yeah. Focus on the victim of the haunting. I, honestly, mm-hmm. as much as I, I really like Elise, I do think the movie suffers a little bit by trying to make her the protagonist because she's never been that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. She was always sure. the help that came in. She she's the the person you call in for the the thing. Uh, I feel like we had to care. Honestly, I I I do actually think the nieces should have been the main characters. We should have met them yeah. at the start of the movie, followed them and sort of or maybe intercut with them or something but we should have really cared a lot more about them before we got to that last act yeah i think especially you know if it it seems like really painfully obvious that they're just trying to set them up as being the next you know stars uh you know or or when it kind of spin off the franchise of yeah having them be the leads um or at least involved in some capacity so if you can do that just like go all in and yeah don't just like randomly introduce them uh you know what like a third or something of the way into the movie uh yeah make, make all of a sudden have them be a main character yeah give them an art give them a story and like i'm still okay with them being the new leads like like in the next movie yeah. uh i guess they start with whoever the victim is and mm-hmm. have them call in help look around for help like you know a third mm-hmm. out of the movie halfway through the movie and have them come to like have them looking for elise but not know that she's yeah. dead, maybe, and like find the nieces and like the like the niece who has the power, like have her be kind of like, mm. you know what, maybe I can help, and she'll like try and help, and she and she'll phone the guys and like they'll all team up together and like we'll have yeah. our new you know ghost squad, like do that, that'll be mm. fun, sure, why not? I I will say like I am a little disappointed, you know, if that's the direction they go, just because I like that this was something different where, yeah, the like our you know badass hero character is like you know this old lady and i think it was cool seeing yeah like a you know different kind of person being represented and kicking ass like you know i mean 
don't get me wrong like you know obviously you know she can't do this kind of stuff forever so i understand having to get new people in but um I, I think it would lose a little something to just automatically go to like oh, let's just get like a random hot you know <laughs> looking hollywood girl like uh, okay that that is not taking into account any of our other <laughs> qualities tim you're just you're mm-hmm. you're th- just take stripping away she, everything I mean, she, else and just go this is just what she is just the, the hot hollywood <laughs> well, girl i mean i don't think we've really seen exactly like what she can do uh I'll, no not I'll yet my no. words if she you know maybe she's like freaking awesome i don't think that's the, the fault of her whatever, though, but this is the fault of the script not actually giving time to the characters right. you should give time yeah. to i think mm-hmm. that's the, the the main problem with this movie uh beyond yeah. beyond just the director not using the, the similar music style uh mm-hmm. there is a couple of a few good scares but uh that, that's mm-hmm. kind of and I, I i do like the car like i actually like the comedy like the, the whole thing with oh, yeah. uh she's psychic we're sidekick yeah yeah that's funny like yeah like specs and turner uh, i think are really funny uh i like uh how like turner is like obsessed with food uh like uh I, I, like at the end when um yeah one of the nieces is in, is in the hospital and uh you think he's gonna kind of like lean in and hit on her but instead he's just like you're gonna eat that like jello or, yeah because he's like, jealous <laughs> because uh specs is making out with the other girl and he's <laughs> you think he's going to try and make a move and it's like, you can almost think the sister's expecting him to it's like you know i'll be i'll yeah. be okay if he tries to make a move here and instead he's like you're gonna eat that yeah <laughs> she's just uh, like, see- yeah, yeah, that stuff was good. Uh, just another piece of like, I think it was super bad exposition uh, that I just wanted to bring up is, uh, you know, after you have the flashback and then it's in the modern day and, you know, you see like Elise gets a call asking her to come to her old house and stuff. And at first yeah. she's kind of like resistant. And then it just cuts to the scene with uh, her specs and Turner at the table. And she just like, just the biggest clunkiest like info mm-hmm. dump where she just explains everything we just saw. I you also... Know, like, Honestly, I thought that her little, like, not wanting to go and then wanting to go was really, uh, just kind of weird. Like, there was not, like, I don't understand why she changed her mind. There was nothing to actually indicate why she changed her mind. It was just, yeah. I don't want to go. And then, like, one scene later, I'm going to go. And this is dangerous. I'm going alone. And then, you know, yeah. Specs and Tara like, no, we're, you're not going alone. We've, we've paid for this van. Let's go. Or go something yeah, van. I've, yeah, everything like that kind of happens, like, real quick. Like, it's... Like, you know, it like they try to play it up like a, a big thing. Like, you know, I have to go alone, which then, you know, hey, it might it might actually mean something then if she does go alone and then like, you know, she's in a dangerous spot and then they come out of nowhere and be like, we decided to come anyway for. But yeah, like you said, it's literally like two seconds later in the next scene. They're like, hey, guess what? We're coming. Yeah. And like you say, uh, I, that, I think the funny thing is, is Lee Arnold wrote all the movies. So I have to wonder if it was the cutting things out that's done this to the, the film. Where it feels this clunky and this like put together like this, uh, which I, by the way, I imagine that scene you were talking about at the, at the table where she's explaining all the backstory to the to the guys. I actually, I was, I don't know what it is about her voice being dubbed in movies, but that scene was really bugging me from the audio mm-hmm. point of view because every time it wasn't looking at her face, it sounded like her voice was dubbed in, which uh, it shouldn't do. Like p- yeah. putting, you know, actors dub things, you know, lines here or there all the time in movies, and you never notice it. Like, there's an art to it. They, they're good at it. They know what they're doing. And they make it convincing. But every time it wasn't our face on screen and it was, like, behind their head, like, I mm-hmm. I could hear a difference. I could hear, like, oh, this was recorded later. And I almost yeah. wonder if they changed dialogue in that scene to explain things that weren't originally explained there. 
Yeah, <laughs> this is kind of tough. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure like who to blame on this. Like, I don't know. You know, was was it the writing in the script? Was it the director? Was it the editor? But I don't know. Something was not really firing. Uh, you know, on all cylinders in this movie, and it, it just well, comes together in a really kind of clunky mess. Yeah, it won't be the editor. The editor was just doing what he's told. Uh, mm, basically, okay. it, it more likely the director balls everything up, and they had to try and fix mm. it. Uh, yeah. it's possible it's a script I'm going to give <sighs> Wano the benefit of the doubt just purely because he wrote the other three and it's yeah. not like those ha- and he even directed the third one so I mean I doubt that it's him but I mean it could be maybe maybe he's just gotten worse I mean that's possible of course it's possible but you know I mean you know, if you get to a point where you know you're just trying to phone something in if they're like hey we need a new Insidious movie uh, yeah. by this date and it's like um, alright wasn't this another one that was supposed to come out last October and he pushed it to January uh, I think originally, but it, it was delayed much earlier. It wasn't like okay. a last minute thing where it's like there was trouble at the last minute. Like, at least if they thought there was trouble, they they, they, they spotted it ahead of time. Yeah, <laughs> and after <laughs> it didn't feel that weird. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, it was meant to be October because because we, we were thinking we were getting the new Halloween this October as well at one point. Ugh. So now we're getting that next year. Which, by the way, it started shooting this week. Uh, Very excited. And they've added some yeah. cast. Uh, if you've been watching Runaways, uh, Carolina from Runaways is in the cast as one of the teenagers. So that's cool. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious, but I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think you have maybe a little bit more of a. Um, uh, a, a love of the franchise. I, I like it a lot, but uh, I, I think maybe it might mean a little more something to you. Uh, so I, I can see you being a little more cautious. But I am, you know, I mean, from everything that you've heard so far, it sounds like you know they're doing it the way they should be. But I, I feel like they always say that with movies. So like you know, every yeah. time you know a movie starts, someone's like, yeah, we want to do like the original movies justice, and I want to make a more you know nuanced kind of thing. Blah blah. And it doesn't always turn out that way. But here's hoping. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, back back to Insidious <laughs> Four. Uh, yeah, I mean, to, if I'm going to sum it up, it's it's basically, mm. it's not completely like a waste of time because if you like the characters, yeah. you get some good specs and Turner stuff with Elise. There are some good scares here or there, but a lot of what made the first three, particularly one and three, special, is kind of missing, and mm. because of that, it does feel like this this weird entry that's very clunky. It does feel like stuff's been cut out. Uh, yeah. so it'll forever kind of be the, the awkward entry I think mm-hmm. and, unless it keeps getting worse in which case it'll be more like uh, I don't know was a franchise that after the third one just started declining and declining and declining into oblivion where everything was just terrible after that <laughs> um, I want to say I'd say Children oh, of the Corn fan- but I mean uh, I, I mean I kind of want to Say phantasm, uh, but I only had five though total. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a bit different. I'm thinking something gets the eight or nine movies or more. Yeah, Hellraiser maybe. Actually, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out soon because we're going to have to start doing them. <laughs> because they dropped the bomb on is that they're releasing a new Hellraiser in February. We cannot watch the previous nine in time for that. No. <laughs> so the goal is just to get them all done sometime this year so mm-hmm. that when we get to the end of the year best of list, we've seen the new one to actually include it. That's the plan mm-hmm. uh, with Hellraiser. Because yeah. that's what I... we needed more sequels to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what? I actually watched the trailer. I didn't think it looked that bad. Uh, I'm sure it's probably not that good but maybe if i go in with low expectations i'll be pleasantly surprised um 
we're kind of tangenting here so let me i just want to bring it back real quick before yeah, um, yeah i think we kind of do our ratings but um i, I don't want to be super negative so I, you know um just quickly pull out some things that i like um mm. again that first reveal uh of the you know captive woman being alive uh, again i thought that was pretty neat um like you said that opening scene uh, had some creepy stuff the you know kid uh you know appearing you know in the bunk bed uh oh, was pretty cool speaking of scares my favorite creepy moment was actually when elise was in the basement i think it was mm-hmm. and you saw like it was the the coat behind her but there was like a person like in silhouette right. behind her and yeah. it felt like it was walking towards her that was a really good creepy moment and then i liked how when she turned yeah. around it was just the coat it was like oh that was a really well done kind of trick in yeah. the eye that was really cool yeah, that was good. Uh, I think that was like another scene where they're watching her on the camera, and they say like, um, "Oh, the thir- I, I think you, yeah, you see some feet." Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I loved about that? Is I questioned if I saw it, and then Tucker said, "Hey, I think I, th- I think I saw a foot," and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that was yeah. there. It wasn't just me going nuts." Good. <laughs> and um, I and I, I like the uh, the suitcase uh, scare when she's uh, you know, she finds that uh, like vent or whatever. Oh, and, oh yeah, all the victims like belongings that the dad yeah. killed over the years. Yeah. Uh, so again, the the scares in this are are pretty good, and uh, I, I don't think up to the level of the rest of the series, but they're still enjoyable. And you know, they have that uh, you know music aside, they, I think they still have that kind of similar aesthetic that you know uh, that I was happy with. Um, yeah. So it it just makes it a shame that the rest of the movie was so yeah, kind of yeah clunky. Uh, there's some things to like by it, absolutely, but there's definitely a lot clunkier, and there's a lot more problems. And as a result. I think ultimately ends up being a movie that's like just kind of okay. Yeah. Overall, but uh, if it was a franchise I didn't care about or love, I probably would have been like, "All right, that's fine, whatever." But just the fact that the first three, I think, are really, really good. As I think, if it bounces back and this is the weak point, then I think we're in a good place. But obviously, yeah. right now, like it's kind of like I, I'm like obviously I wasn't afraid of watching Friday the Thirteenth movies when Five came out because it was like the mid eighties and I wasn't born yet. But had I been like, what would the feeling have been after that one? Like, would, would everyone would, was everyone feeling kind of shit about it? Was everyone feeling yeah. like, oh, like, oh, this is doomed now? And then six <laughs> came next, and everyone loves six. So, yeah, uh, so to say that Insidious Five uh, won't, won't be great. So, um, yeah, apparently Bloomhouse this, this this week was asked about, oh, could we ever get an Insidious Sinister crossover? And he's like, oh, it's possible. Can we please not? Sinister shit, right? Sinister, Sinister Two especially was garbage. Sinister One was only okay at best. And no, mm-hmm. don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'd be for that. Oh, no, no, don't don't ruin Sidious more with that bullshit. I'm no part of it. All right, Tim, let's let's rate this movie. What, okay. what, what are you going to give uh, Insidious the last key? Um, I, I think I'm just going to go right down the middle and give it a, a straight up five. Yeah, I was actually thinking the exact same number. I think, it's, <laughs> I think for everything I like in the movie, there's something I equally don't like. Uh, exactly. For everything yeah. that's kind of well done, there's something that's equally shittily done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, five mm-hmm. out of ten. Oh, the, that by the way, the, the dad in the flashbacks was kind of shitty. wasn't so keen on oh, him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I wasn't like. It, like you said, it seemed like really like ham fisted at first. Like I was like, why does this dad care so much about like if this girl believes in ghosts or not? But then I guess they do kind of justify it with the fact that like, oh, he was possessed or whatever. And yeah, he's you know, being influenced or coerced into doing all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, like the first time you kind of see him interacting and stuff, it just seems like, well, what is going on? Why is this dude freaking out? Um, but yeah, and the and um, 
I don't know. And yeah, like I kept expecting to see like uh, him as a ghost or something at some point, which you know, I, which I, I don't think he did. Uh, oh, he was in the prison, though. Yeah, he was in the prison. Was he? Yeah, he ended, oh, he ended up yeah, helping. He, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, there was a. Uh, yeah, he was locked in a cell, and then it, it was like yeah, a weird, he wanted him to. Yeah, it was like a weird moment of redemption yeah. for him. I forgot kind of, about that. Yeah. The, the the thing is, like, I I feel like once they actually get into the further, that's when everything should like become crazy cool and awesome but that stuff ends up being some of like the most forgettable stuff in the movie yeah and this one yeah and then, yeah and then like i don't know where it's like yeah the mom comes and helps which wasn't that kind of the ending of the third one too like the mom kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> and helped her daughter kind of it wasn't it was definitely not because i thought the demon was going to get back up and it was going to be a fight but the demon just kind of was like oh yeah i can't yeah. fight you you're a badass mom and just kind of lets everything yeah. happen it was weird like the ending was a complete whiff i don't know what, what was happening very yeah and and like i don't think it's uncommon for these kind of movies to give you like a false sense of like okay everything's safe now and then we see oh no here's a really big threat like you know and then um, they just leave some happy music starts playing and the whole yeah. thing's just cheese till the end this yeah it was yeah. it was odd I, I don't know i do not know and we then get the cut to the title with the, the big strings which, which i love mm-hmm. about the insidious franchise so, mm-hmm. bit of a misstep. Hopefully, five can make the ship. And I'm, and again, I'm all for for the, the niece who's got the power to like kind of end up working with. Because you've still got Tucker and Specs. We can have them back. Have them kind of like maybe they find out about like this new haunting that's going on in the fifth movie, and they go and seek her out because they know she can help, and then we yeah. can move from there and just make a good movie. You know, at that point it doesn't really matter. Just make yeah. a good movie. And and if Lynn Shay's still up for it, she can always appear as like a spirit and stuff too. Oh sure, cool. yeah. And the father. Whenever we get in the father, she can be like a little thing that pops up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Uh, I guess that's Insidious, the last key. So unfortunately, not not the the blowout we were hoping <laughs> for. But uh, there you go. Hey, this is this is the curse of January, man. Mo- mm-hmm. Good movies do not get released in January. If the very least, it wasn't Bye Bye Man because that was last January. True, true, true. It's been a year since <laughs> Bye Bye Man, Tim. Really? That's insane. We're uh, we gonna do our Bye Bye Man retrospective. Oh god, episode. no. <laughs> so uh, that's what should cross over with Sinister. <laughs> oh, Sinister, sure, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't think it. Don't see it. Don't see yeah. that either. Yeah, don't, don't see any of it. Uh, okay, so. As I said, it's the last key. Let us know what you thought of the movie. If you've seen it in the comments below, like and subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for updates and stuff like that. If you want to support the show and the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. And you can, of course, uh, get a link to that in the description. Uh, there's some bonus stuff. You get uh, the weekly sort of classic movie episodes a week early. Uh, the, the one that's going to go public for YouTube this, this coming week is Phantasm 3, so you can look forward to that. Mm. Uh, Patreon this coming week will get uh, whatever the next movie is, which I believe is Hatchet, because they dropped that Hatchet 4's coming out uh, <laughs> early February, so you're getting like four, three Hatchet movies in a row, and then Hatchet <laughs> 4, which is a new one. Uh, soon after so apologies I, I like to try and space out the sequels and stuff so it's not the same thing over and over again but when they they just drop a new movie on us like that and we've not done any of the previous <laughs> ones things have yeah. to be done so hopefully enjoy some hatchet, hatchet discussions uh, so that's what's coming up uh, over the next little while on streams there's also a new horror movie from Netflix launching in a week or so uh, we'll be covering that too so you can look forward to all that stuff uh, but that's us so once again thank you very much for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time